What's up, guys? It's Luke from Broken Backboards. And if you're like me, you probably think it's really hard to start your own podcast, but thankfully, it's not with Anchor. Anchor is a free podcast hosting website that will distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a ton more. And you don't need any fancy equipment. You can record it right from your phone, and it's everything you need to make your podcast in one easy place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Broken Backboards Podcast. I'm your host, Colby Donnell, and with me, as always, is Luke Blackwell. Yes, sir. Good to be with you. Luke, tell me, you were live at the Texas Tech-Baylor game with me. Um, Tell me what your thoughts were on that game. We were, yeah, and um, I have to say, it it was an offensively poor game all around. Uh, by far, very low shooting percentages from both teams, but Baylor does seem to be living up to some of the hype that's been coming into conference play with 2-0. and um, Big, big win against Texas Tech. Absolutely. Baylor's made a big impression on me, but we've got lots to talk about today. We've got a couple of segments, Real Talk or BS, Pick 'em for the Week, and Games to Watch, and uh, we're going to talk about the free throw woes in the Big 12 right now, um, as well as our predictions preseason and pre-conference. All right, you ready to start with real talk or BS? We're going to go through every team right now. For so sure. First things first, the uh, leading in the conference right now is Baylor. 2-0, and o, real talk or BS, Luke? I got to say, right now they're looking like real talk. I was very skeptical of them coming in, but going in, big win in Lubbock uh, and a big win against the Longhorns, uh, they, they seem to be legit. Uh, if their offense can kick it up, start scoring a little bit more than in the 50s, I think they're a definite title contender this year. Absolutely. I, I was very high on Baylor uh, seeing them play in person. Uh, that trio of guards that they had, Butler, Teague, and Mitchell, really, really uh, impressed me with their, um, even though they didn't score, Butler didn't score that well. But uh, down the stretch in the key moment, Butler had six straight points. That was huge for me. Even on a bad scoring night that he could put that together uh, in the clutch. Um, great in transition and rebounding. They almost doubled Texas Tech in rebounding that game. Yeah, which is impressive to do when you're just playing one big, usually on the floor at a time, to be that dominant on the boards. Uh, but Vitel, I think, was a, a big shock with just how efficiently he was able to rebound. Uh, putting up almost 10 rebounds in the first half was a big, big reason that they were able to maintain that short lead uh, throughout the game. Yeah, the Ford Vitel uh, definitely gave Tech fits in the long run. Um, I really am interested to see how this team looks when they're fully healthy with Tristan Clark uh, being on a minutes restriction right now to see if that really boosts them into that conversation to where they can maintain this excellence against teams like West Virginia and Kansas who play uh, bigger lineups. Yeah, and you know, I, I think the, the thing that's going to propel them uh, to continue this undefeated streak in the Big 12 uh, and, and going up and contending with Kansas is obviously their game against Kansas on Saturday. That's going to be a huge test uh, for both teams, I think, on how their season's going to go. But just they got to get their offense up. Their offense has been kind of struggling and going through molasses. Uh, and their defense and honestly a little bit of the lack of the other team's offense has kind of kept them in these first two games. So I think in another week or two, we'll know a little bit more definitively on how Baylor's going to do long term. Absolutely. Okay, so real talk or BS, Kansas, I'll take this one. Kansas is real talk. Kansas is uh, 
top three team in the Big 12. And Bill Self has a reputation, and they're back, and they're um, looking to win this conference this year, I believe. I believe with Azubuke in the middle and Dotson running the show that they're going to be just too tough for teams with their size. Yeah, definitely. Um, Their perimeter offense is insanely efficient, uh, and it's going to be hard for even a big perimeter team like even those West Virginia's Baylors to match up against. Uh, I think they're coming in with a chip on their shoulder from last year, not winning the conference, breaking their streak, I think is definitely a a motivating factor for them. And with Azubuki being on his senior season, um, this is kind of their their one-stop push to try and go deep in the tournament um, and make a push for a national championship. So I definitely think that they're a a massive contender for the Big 12 championship this year. Absolutely. Uh, One concern that I want to raise with them is the lack of uh, shooting on the wings for me. Ochai and Isaiah Moss are really only ones that shoot well on the wings. If they could really have some people step up in that, their defense is spectacular on the wings and inside, but I would really love to see some, even Dotson hit at a higher clip. He's hitting at like a 32% clip right now. I'd like to get that up to 35, 36 margin to really see them make a deep run in the tournament. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's it's interesting because this year, kind of the opposite of last year. Um, last season, offense kind of seemed to reign supreme in the Big 12. We were putting up high numbers. Um, and this year, the, the scoring margins are a lot lower. Uh, teams are a lot more grinded out. Um, and that might be because of the moving um, of the three-point line and a couple of those rule changes uh, that might have effect on slowing down some of those tempo offenses. Um, but, yeah, I do think defense and interior post play is going to be kind of your big uh, like predictor of success for this season, and, and Kansas does those things really well. Absolutely. Okay, so real talk or BS, West Virginia, I believe we vary on this one. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not big on the West Virginia train. Uh, I think they're just kind of riding a momentum wave right now. Uh, I, I don't see uh, their defense being able to carry them against teams that, that get hot. Uh, Oklahoma State is a team that I think could beat West Virginia. Their, their perimeter shooting uh, is very hot or cold, but they if they have a hot night um, and Lindy Waters and Zagua are just being able to hit from three at a 40% rate, I don't see West Virginia being able to contend with that. That being said, their defense can keep them in a lot of close games. So it's uh, it's very hit or miss for me. For me, I say real talk with West Virginia. Personally, when I look at West Virginia, I believe that they have the best defense in the conference this year. This is a typical Bob Huggins team that they have all the defense and hustle. They're very tough, but they cannot shoot a lick. However, when you have... Oscar Deshibwe inside and Culver, do you really need to shoot that much? They dominate the inside. These guys are physical freaks to the point where I don't think the Big 12 refs even know what to do with them at this point. And yeah, I agree. Um, I think their biggest test is going to be the first time, and you know, Kansas was a good indicator of this. When they get down, they don't have the firepower to be able to kind of cut into those leads. I think they're going to rely a lot on building leads and kind of maintaining them. Um, but I don't know how much their their offensive style will be able to rally from you know an eight point ten point comeback if you're in seven minutes left in the half. Okay, fair point. Um, next, real talk or BS, Texas Tech. Texas Tech is very hit or miss for me too, which is uh, conflicting because I I picked them really high in my preseason poll. Um, I think that they have a lot of talent, but their offense 
is extremely hot or cold. And if they're on a hot night against Oklahoma State, they can drop beat you 85-50, and um, that can be the Texas Tech. But then you might get the Texas Tech that played against Baylor last night that shot like 36% from the floor and was missing completely wide-open shots. Uh, I think their defense is legit. It's it's all going to depend on if their offense decides to show up that night or not. Yeah, and another thing to note on the offense is, is that Oklahoma State does not exactly have the defensive prowess that Baylor has. That's true. And so that was a big uh, factor in the point differential. But uh, I'm very conflicted on Texas Tech, too, and the fact that I am, in by itself, a homer to Texas Tech. Um, but one thing I do have to say is there's a lot of big concerns. My biggest complaint if you can even complain about Chris Beard, is that he was unable to keep his homegrown big men that all transferred out this year. He's um, brought in guys. And Odiase was kind of the carryover from a, that other generation, but he brought in grad transfers to fill in that spot. But I don't think Holyfield's cutting it inside as far as rebounding and rim protection right now, and it's really showing in that Baylor game where they almost got out-rebounded by double and late down the stretch, they couldn't uh, keep Butler from scoring in the paint. Yeah, I think they have flashes, um, and I think Chris Beard's offense is um, a little bit lacking this year. Jemias Ramsey is is a real talk first-round NBA prospect, hands down. Uh, he is keeping them in a lot of these games, uh, and you can tell that his, his presence was missed during that three-game losing streak. Um, but by far, I think tr- if they could bring back one player magically from last season's uh, national championship runner-up team, it would have to be Tariq Owens. Um, his presence defensively is has to be their biggest weakness right now. Um, their rim protection is just abysmal comparatively. Absolutely. I'm, I'm personally a big fan of Tyreek Smith coming into that rotation and maybe shoring things up, but there's no guarantees. He is just coming out of a boot. Um we haven't. I'm not even sure if he's live practicing yet or anything like of that note. But I have seen that he is out of his boot, and so that could maybe sure up their rotation at the end of um, the second half of Big Twelve play. But I, I don't think he's going to be ready before that. Yeah, and uh, one last thing on Texas Tech for sure. Um, they were coming into last season in January ranked 122nd in offense in the country, and they finished 24th going to a national championship. Um, so I, I don't think that a late run is out of the question for the Red Raiders. They definitely have the talent for it. Uh, it's just all going to be if it can click at the right time. Absolutely. This is definitely a tournament team. Um, the biggest question with them is how far can Beard carry them? Because he is an amazing coach, and he will, um, I believe, propel them into a better season than what they should have uh, with the talent that they have as far as not having any big men in their rotation. Yeah, and it's amazing to think that this is even a rebuild, rebuilding year for the Red Raiders um, when they're ranked in the top 25, contending with top four teams, beating number one Louisville, um, and this they haven't reached their maximum potential yet. I think they're definitely a national championship contender next season. Um, this year, I'm not so hot on them. Okay, uh, the next Real Talk or BS is TCU. TCU surprised me, honestly. Um I think just from my preseason to pre-conference predictions, they made a massive leap for me. Uh, I think their three-point shooting is elite. Um, they have a couple good players who can knock down in rhythm, um, clutch threes. Uh, we've seen that against Iowa State going into overtime. Uh, even against Kansas State, um, Desmond Bain definitely leads their offense, but they have a good supporting cast around them. 
Uh, I don't think that they're a top-tier team this year. Uh, I think the likes of Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech still kind of hold that true. Um, but I definitely think that they can contend uh, for that mid-upper uh, table finish. Yeah, I definitely have them in the mid-conversation. But I'm saying so far they're 2-0. and um, Maybe getting a little bit more uh, gaslighted for that. That I'm going to go BS on this one. Uh, personally, I do think that... Desmond Bain is an NBA talent, and he'll probably be a 3-and-D player in the in the league, considering that he shot over 40% the last two years, if, I be, if I'm believing correctly. Um, but, but outside of that, I really don't see the appeal of this TCU team. They have a, a pretty decent post. And then uh, a one-guard, Nimhard, that can um, hit off the dribble pretty well. But outside of that, I don't really see much top-end Big 12 talent on this roster. And they've really let these teams that I don't think are personally very good teams stay in games with them late in Iowa State and Kansas State. Yeah, and um, I think their biggest weakness is closing out games. Um, they had a lead against Iowa State. They blew it going into overtime. Thankfully, they were able to, to pull themselves out of that. Um, and they had a massive half point, halftime lead against Kansas State. They were up 35-25. Um and then it all ended up coming down to Kansas State having the last shot to try and tie it up. Um, so I don't think they've been fully tested yet. Um, but that being said, I also don't think that they've reached their full potential yet. I think there's still plenty of room for them to grow. Uh, there's still a lot of conference play left. Okay, real talk or BS, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, I got to call BS. I, I'm not hot on this team. Um, they disappointed, in my opinion, in preseason. Um, just not able to be like as elite um as they have been previously uh they're lacking scoring they're lacking any reliable scoring uh shooting 10th in field goal percentage in the conference um i hate to say it but there has to be someone that comes in last and i feel like it's going to be in oklahoma this year see for me with oklahoma when you look at the record it's deceiving they're 10 and 3 they're 6 and 0 at home have undefeated at home and they're 1 and 0 in conference I don't think they're that good, but I also don't think they're that bad. Like, really, we over, um, we underestimate this team because of the fact that we assume that they're bad because they haven't got much talent or anything, but they're playing pretty decent, albeit against teams that aren't on the same level, but they, they have won a Big 12 game already, and that's a step in the right direction. They've already beat someone. I think that Kansas State's my personal last seed this year in the rebuild year for them after sharing a part of the Big 12 this last season. Yeah, and um, I think too much of their, their offense is relying on Manic in the post, um, and I don't think he's reliable enough of a scorer to be able to carry them through. Uh, they don't have a lot of big-name talent. Austin Reeves is very interesting for me, the Wichita State transfer, um, and he's, he's had flashes of just being able to shoot lights out from all around. He can be a real X-factor uh, in some of their close games, but... I haven't seen enough from him of consistency-wise to be able to have him and Manic together kind of boost them out of the lower lower level of the conference this year. Absolutely. It's a definite we'll see with uh, Oklahoma this year. Uh, next up, Real Talk or BS, the Texas Longhorns. Texas Longhorns are another kind of confusing one for me. Um, they've, they've had struggles. Um, I think so far their conference play can be summed up really by uh, the Baylor game uh, midway through the second half they have a wide open layup um, and they go up for a little finger roll and it gets 
shot right into the bottom of the rim turnover baylor goes down immediately hits a transition three um i i think their defense is a contender uh they definitely are, are showing flashes of very good defensive potential holding baylor to 50 um is not a not a light feat uh i don't think they have the offense to be able to pull out pull out a, a lot of wins um but i think they're a mid mid table team this year I got to be honest with you, I'm out on UT. I think that they are going to finish middle of the pack, but I think with the talent that they have come in each and every year, that they should be better than a mid-tier team. Um, Shaka Smart, I'm going to be a BS on them until Shaka Smart is out of that coaching spot. I don't think that he's personally had the offense that they've needed to run at that system. Yeah, and uh, there's there's a reason why the Texas faithful have been going after Chris Beard in these last two off seasons. I think they know that their coaching situation isn't where it needs to be, um, but in, in there there's not not a lot going on for the amount of uh, high profile talent they're bringing in. All right, BS or real talk? Iowa State Cyclones. Iowa State's another tricky one for me. Uh, Halliburton and Colquitt is kind of the team. Uh, Halliburton, I do think, is a almost a lottery pick. If he keeps playing into it, I think he can play into a lottery pick. Um, but outside of that, if you can contain them, you can con- contain the team. Uh, I think they're a mid- mid-season team. I think they have flashes of potential, but I-, I don't know how well they'll be able to do down the stretch to close out close games um, if either of them get in foul trouble. Absolutely. I'm personally on the train that Iowa State can go as far as Halliburton leads them. Um, And right now that's not very far. Uh, He's a good player, don't get me wrong, but they don't really have much talent outside of him. And if he leaves in the lottery, it's just going to be another rebuilding year next year unless they see some top-end talent come in during this upcoming class. Yeah, I think Iowa State is uh, kind of in my my hit-or-miss category. They'll have games where I bet they'll look really good and they'll be able to beat some top-tier teams if everyone's firing, but then they'll also have games when they'll lose, you know, to Florida A&M. Um, so I think they're going to be very, very hit or miss. Um, I don't see them winning more than about half to 55% of their games in the conference. All right, real talk or BS Kansas State? Kansas State is total BS this year, um, which is a disappointment. They've lost a lot of talent uh, from last year's conference co-champions. Um but their offense is not there. Their defense is not there. Um, there's not a lot really going for the Wildcats this year, except they're able to somehow kind of stay in games. They can kind of survive enough to give Wildcat fans a, a bit of hope, um, but I haven't seen enough from them to be able to close out and win when it matters. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm definitely BS on Kansas State, and I just— um... I've watched both um, one of their games, the first game they opened up uh, Big 12 Conference, and then a game before conference play started, and in both games they struggled to score. It was it was brutal to watch, actually. And so personally for me, I am out on Kansas State. They are in a rebuild year. I think they need to keep their head coach and just build um, off of the success they had last year and hopefully build up a program. It's all about culture there and bringing in kids. Um, okay, real talk or BS, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is is going to be a team that can go far if it catches fire at the right time but if waters and zagua aren't on it's not going to be on for them um oklahoma state's sitting eighth right now in the conference and scoring offense only putting up 68 points per game which is not ideal for them Uh, i definitely think that 
uh, with the way that Waters and them were playing at the end of the season is a an undershoot. Um, but they're eighth in scoring offense, eighth in scoring defense. Uh, they're ninth in the scoring margin of only a plus 5.2 points per game. Um, last in field goal percentage. I don't see them making it very far. This isn't a sustainable uh, recipe for success for the, the Cowboys. Unfortunately, um, with everything that happened to them last season, I really wanted to have a, a higher hope, but I think it's another rebuilding year for them. Personally, with Oklahoma State, what I look at is I see all that upperclassmen starting lineup. They they returned the most out of any Power, power 5 school, if I remember correctly. I saw an article about that, um, most of their scoring. So I thought that they would be better than what they are. And personally, I, I have always said about Oklahoma State these last couple of years is that they live or die by the three. And if they are not hitting, they are not winning. And I personally think that they're going to sneak up and beat some of these bigger name teams on hot shooting nights, but they're also going to lose to teams they shouldn't lose to on cold shooting nights. And that's will always keep them with that potential of getting in a hot streak and moving up to fourth or fifth in the Big 12 or falling all the way to ninth or 10th in the Big 12. You never know what you're going to get with Oklahoma State. No, I, I 100% agree. Um, right now, they're they're dying by the three. Um, they're shooting 29% from the arc for this season, uh, only averaging six makes per game. And if they're going to upset any top-end talent, that's going to have to almost double. They've got to be shooting 45% plus uh, against your Kansases and your West Virginias to be able to keep themselves in it. Uh, just because of their lack of defense and kind of other scoring options. Absolutely. Okay, next we are going to go over our preseason and pre-conference predictions and see where we disagree or vary. All right. Uh, I got to say preseason, we were pretty close. Um, going bottom and top for me, Oklahoma in 10th, West Virginia in 9th, Oklahoma State in 8th, and then we have Iowa State Texas Christian and the University of Texas and then your top four Kansas State Baylor Texas Tech and Kansas bringing home the conference championship this season for me with me my my list is very similar I had KU TTU and Baylor as my top three with TCU being my fourth and then Kansas State being my fifth but right now that's not looking like it's going to be the case then UT Iowa State Oklahoma State West Virginia that was a really bad take and then Oklahoma Um, I wasn't sure, I was not expecting West Virginia to come on and be a defensive team again after last year, and I was not expecting Toshibwe to be as good as he is. No, yeah, I definitely think um, kind of biggest risers for me, West Virginia has come up a long way, um, and Kansas State has kind of gone down a long way for me. Uh, I think uh, Kansas State lost a lot of talent, and it showed, um, but I think West Virginia has been able to do a lot with what they had. Uh, they had a lot of this talent last year, but it, it's kind of all meshed and stepped um, in the right direction for Coach Huggins. Um, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I want to see if it can last. But for now, it looks like they're riding a really good momentum wave. All right. Now for the real debate. Before conference standings. All right. Uh, I still think Kansas is your top seed for sure. We don't disagree there. Kansas is my number one. Number two. I got to go Baylor. Um, right now, they're looking like the second hottest team. Um, but it, it's a real toss-up for me between Baylor and Tech in the 2-3 spot. You're switching up on me. I did, yes. I had Texas Tech written down. Um, but 
it, it looks like there's too many downsides or potential downsides on that perimeter for the Red Raiders or something. I, I was me. ready to debate. I was I was coming at y'all with the Baylor as my number two, and I saw his number two as TTU, and I was out here ready to show you why Baylor, um, the head-to-head proved um, all of Texas' Tech's weaknesses and uh, kind of shored up some of Baylor's. No, yeah, and and I agree. Um, I think if if Tyreek Smith can come back for the Red Raiders and they can get some sort of interior offense and defense, frankly, um, they might be able to contend for that second spot. But right now, that doesn't look like their um, their four guard play is going to be enough without a, a true big man in there. Yeah. And we're not even really sure how good Tyreek Smith is going to be when he comes back. That's the question. We've never seen him on the court at the collegiate level, so that could uh, really alter depending on how good he plays. All right, so Colby, you have Baylor at two. Who do you have at third? West Virginia. I personally think it's more of a head-to-head thing for me. I don't think that TTU can um, maintain the the bigs of Oscar Tshibwe and Culver in the middle. Um, really, if you look at uh, Tech's weaknesses, it's rebounding and inside presence and all the teams above them the reason i put them above them is because of bigs and inside presence yeah and uh you know for me in third i do have texas tech um they were able to win a lot of rebounding battles uh early in the preseason uh, obviously against mid-major teams and everything like that but uh, it's still not a feat to be able to put up 42 46 rebounds consistently playing four guards um so i i think that they're in a slump right now i think they'll get out of it um and I do think it's a bit of an overreaction to drop them that far uh, after losing by four points to the number four team in the country. Um, so I do have Texas Tech. I think their freshman experience is only going to gain. Um, they're as inexperienced as they'll ever be right now. So uh, going forward, I think they have a real chance to kind of pull some stuff out. But I'm not as hype on West Virginia, got to say. Honestly, with for me, it's the top four teams uh, that I mentioned um, West Virginia, Baylor, Kansas, and Texas Tech. Um, the big thing with them is I think they're all ranked teams. I think they're all really good teams, and so it's just differentiating their weaknesses and their strengths. And while West Virginia does struggle to shoot from the perimeter, I just don't see Texas Tech being able to handle West Virginia or Kansas's bigs, and they uh, proved that they couldn't rebound with Baylor already. And so personally, when you look at those statistics, you think, well, if they can't beat those teams head to head, how are they going to finish better than third or fourth? No, oh, yeah, and and that's true, and that's why I think I have them in that third spot. I think they'll split a lot of games this and, and a lot of series this year um, against that upper level competition. Uh, I think they should, if they're going to finish in that third spot, they have to sweep your Oklahomas, your Kansas States, and your OSU's uh, to be able to have enough momentum, uh, since they do have probably a couple losses against Kansas, Baylor, obviously now, and then West Virginia. Um, that are going to be one to two loss series for them. Uh, but in fourth, I have Texas Christian University, TCU, the Horn Frogs. Um, I think they're playing well, two and zero right now. Um, it's if if their offense can can kick it and their three point shooting can stay consistent, I think they have a real shot to to kind of surprise some people this year. My biggest question with them is who guards Tashibwe, who guards Azubuke, who guards Gillespie, even for Baylor. Yeah, um, that that is their thing. Um, that is a big weakness for them. But I do think you know shooting ten threes a game and thirty seven percent can kind of help carry you through some of that. Um, 
you know, Azubuki might be dominant, but if you're able to hit 37% from three, I think that can kind of help um, in rhythm. They're 11 points up on their competition per contest, um, and they, they haven't played, you know, total cake um, teams. You know, Xavier, a uh, very close loss for them. Um, and then USC, another very close loss, but um, they played some good quality competition. Uh, I do want to see kind of how they take these first kind of two weeks of Big 12 play, but I think that they could really surprise some people if they can get hot. One thing that I, I look at with them is I don't think they have um, elite guards. Nimhard and Bain kind of have to control their offense, but I don't think either of them is a true point guard or can handle the uh, distributing uh, factor of the game. Uh, Bain is definitely more of an off-ball scorer, and Nimhard likes to pull up three, but he doesn't really distribute well. And so yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if, going forward to see if they have any um, way to distribute that ball out and get everyone involved in moving in their offense. No, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think Kevin Samuel's got to be the person that steps up for them in the perimeter um, and inside the paint. Nine rebounds per game is nothing, nothing to laugh at. Um, and his 41 blocks this season is um, pretty substantial. So I do think, uh, you know, averaging 11 points, nine uh, rebounds a game could definitely help kind of allow Bain and Nimhard to kind of get in their rhythm going in the conference. Yeah. And I had TTU at four, by the way, and I have at five TCU. So we're going to move on to six where we both have Iowa State, even though they're seven and six currently. Yeah, I think Iowa State, you can't overlook Halliburton. He's going to take them as far as they can go. Um, and him and Colquitt are going to kind of push that limit. Uh, I don't see them going as far as they could if they had another third um, kind of playmaker on that team. But I do think they're better than some of the lower-level competition this year. Yeah, I think um, Halliburton is a, a great player. Um, he can really score the ball, which will keep them in some games that they probably shouldn't be in. And that, that'll allow them to stay around the middle of the pack. And that's where I think they're at this year. Um, barring some influx of talent next year, I think that's probably where they'll, where they'll be next year as well. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with you. I have Iowa State at six. Um, seventh, though, we do have some discrepancies. I have the University of Texas Longhorns um, coming in at seventh, and you have the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. Yeah, personally for me, it just comes down to I think that the veteran – um, leadership of Oklahoma State will prevail eventually that they will get hot from three and take some games that they shouldn't and that'll boost them up the standings to seventh which isn't really that far up I mean there's only 10 teams in the big 12 so I'm not it's not a big stretch to believe that they could get hot and move up to the seventh yeah and for me I think it's Texas's defense really um, they showed out against Baylor uh, I think we're very impressive against Baylor uh, their offense sitting at ninth in the big 12 right now is only one point per game lower than Oklahoma State, um, but they do have the fourth best scoring defense uh, in the Big 12. So I think that'll take them a long way um, in some of those close grinded out games with your Oklahoma States, your Kansases, and your uh, OU Sooners. Yeah, and um, for me, I've got UT at eight. We just had them flip flopped. Uh, for me, it's um, I just never trust a team run by Shaka Smart. I was a UT fan growing up, and uh, ever since Barnes left. There's been no hope for the basketball program, personally. Yeah. Um, and so then in our bottom two spots, uh, we only have Kansas State and the OU Sooners left. 
Um, I have Oklahoma coming in last and Kansas State in ninth, and you have the opposite. Why do you think OU is going to beat out the Wildcats this year? Well, personally, it's just more of a resume thing right now. Kansas State is obviously in a rebuild mode um, for sure and at like 7-7. Seven and seven. And right now, I mean, even though they don't really have that many impressive wins, OU is sitting at 1-0 and in the Big 12 and 10-3 and overall. And so that kind of boosts my hopes on them a little bit. I said they were a will-see team, and once they play someone who's actually got some good talent, I, I didn't think Stanford was that talented, and Stanford put them away pretty easy. But I just think that K, uh, Kansas State has a lot of um, issues, especially since they're just trying to rebuild there. And so I, I got to put them over Kansas State from what I've uh, seen from them lately. Yeah, um, you know, Kansas State and Oklahoma both having the lowest shooting percentages so far in the Big 12. I think it's fair to put them uh, kind of lower on here. I think the one thing that will be an X factor is if Oklahoma can get to the rim uh, and get fouls, they are shooting the highest free throw percentage in the conference. Um, but Kansas State's defense is third right now, uh, only allowing 61 points per game. So that is something to look at going uh, forward in the season. Uh, is it free throws or defense? Which one's going to win out? Absolutely. Um, one thing that I, I wanted to point out is our biggest riser was West Virginia on both of our boards, and our biggest fall was Kansas State. Yes, by far. I think West Virginia has kind of turned its talent into something really special, and I think Kansas State has missed some of those seniors and people that have gone to the draft significantly from last year's squad. Yeah, I thought they were going to have a rebuild year, but I thought the momentum of just being uh, getting a part of that Big 12 championship would carry over into this new year and that they would sneak out some wins and maybe finish fourth or fifth in the conference. Yeah, and that's fair. Uh, and so I think we're going to move on. Uh, we've kind of wrapped up all of our teams, uh, and we're going to go on to our pick em. So this week we have a big, big slate of Big 12 games that have still yet to occur. Uh, and so we're going to give our thoughts, who we think is going to win, and who we think will stand out. So first game uh, coming up this afternoon, uh, we have Iowa State taking on the Jayhawks, and we have the Sooners of Oklahoma going into Austin. So Iowa State, Kansas, who do you think will pull that one out? I mean, do we really even have to ask that? We both have Kansas at the top of our uh, Big 12 standings for the year prediction, so I'm going to go Kansas with this one. I don't think Halliburton's enough, especially with that rim protection of Azubuke and the second post that they run down there in the paint. It's going to be a little too crowded for him to work. I agree. Uh, I think Kansas has this one pretty easily. Um, I think Iowa State will put up 60 to 65 points. Um but I see Kansas being in the upper 70s and kind of walking away with this one. Um, okay, the Sooners at the Longhorns. So we both picked OU in the bottom, um, and I do think Texas is going to get away with this one uh, at home. I think it's going to be a tougher matchup than the Longhorns kind of expect, uh, but I do see them pulling this one out. See, I have um, UT, I believe, higher on my standings, but I think OU is going to pull this one out uh, personally. I don't know. I just I feel a, a sneaky upset um, that UT's kind of plays down to their competition. That OU will sneak this one out, get a little hot from three, um, and players to watch in these games. Um, Kansas definitely, I think, big game for Azubuke. Obviously, I don't think that Iowa State has anyone that can guard him inside or even like prevent him from being a lob threat on Dotson and them drives. And then for all, obviously Halliburton for Iowa State. Any people to watch for OU or UT personally? Uh, I think Brent Menick and uh, Austin Reeves for OU is your have to go to. Um, those guys kind of control that offense. 
and they're going to be the ones that are going to walk away with it um, if t- if OU can pull off the offset. Yeah. And I like uh, Coleman for UT personally. I do. Yeah, Matt Coleman is definitely a force to be reckoned with. Um, 33 points a game uh, and shooting 46% from the floor and 49% from three uh, is not something you can laugh at. Um, outside of that, uh, I definitely think that Andrew Jones is going to be able to come in big, um, but they are averaging four four players in double figures. Um, so I think their offense is very well-rounded uh, for where they're at in the season. Absolutely. All right. And uh, Texas is favored in Vegas to win this game. Um, they're a three-and-a-half-point favorite uh, over the Sooners. And next, we will talk about how free throws need to be practiced in the Big 12. Oh, it's it's absolutely abysmal. Um just the fact that over half of your conference is shooting under 70% from the line is terrible. Um, it's come up in some big games. You know, Texas Tech, you hit free throws, you beat Baylor. Uh, UT, you hit your free throws, you beat Baylor. West Virginia, you hit your free throws, you might beat Kansas. Um, so it's definitely got to be something that a lot of teams focus on. Um, right now, Oklahoma is the only team truly shooting above 75% from the line. Um, but then TCU, 61%, Texas, 64%, Kansas, 64%, West Virginia, 65%. So down there at the bottom, it, it, it's going to be a game that can really make or bake some of these really close games and some of these upset games. Yeah, I, um, Davide Moretti went up for a one and one and I thought for sure one of the most accurate um, free throw shooters in Big 12 history was going to go up and just knock down these shots and uh, make it a close game there at the end for uh, Baylor TTU. But um, misses the front one, and they ended up like 5 of 12 for the game, I believe, mm-hmm. which is abysmal when you're trying to uh, lead a comeback against a good Baylor team. You can't win a game like that. No, yeah, I think that's got to be a point of contention for every single Big 12 coach going into these couple days off, um, going into our big Saturday matchup. Um Key mark matchups uh, for this Saturday. All teams are going to play on Saturday. So we have Baylor taking on Kansas. Uh, big, both teams ranked in the top five. Who do you have pulling this one out, Colby? I got to go Kansas. I just don't see Gillespie being able to hold Azubuke for two halves. Yeah, I agree. I have Kansas you know, winning the conference, and I do think that they, they start that off uh, going uh, 2-0 and in the conference, beating Iowa State, and then 3-0 and against Baylor. Um, after that, later in that day, we have Oklahoma State, Texas Christian. Um, who do you have coming out between the uh, Horn Frogs and the Cowboys? I think TCU is going to pull this one away. Yep, I agree with you on that one. Unless um, uh, Oklahoma State just gets hot from three. And uh, a note on the Baylor-Kansas uh, game, the guard play. Uh, it'd be very interesting to see if um, Dotson can really um, propel that team forward against a a team with a good trio of guards. Yeah, I agree for sure. Um, and so I, I also have Texas Christian pulling out uh, the other ranked matchup in the Big 12, Texas Tech, going to Morgantown, uh, taking on the Mountaineers. Uh, who do you think is going to pull this one out? First real road game for the Red Raiders. I think West Virginia takes this one. Tech's um, first big road challenge for me uh, outside of a neutral site game against um, Louisville earlier this year and so uh, personally I think that they're just gonna um, be too much at home especially with a big Toshibwe in the middle 
Yeah, and I, I think it's all going to come down to if Tech's offense shows up. Um, if Tech can keep their rebounding and the, that post-battle close um, and their offense can, can hit a consistent rate, I think they definitely have the capability. They're scoring high enough to be able to knock off West Virginia. Um, but I think, you know, having all these freshmen going on their first Big 12 road trip, I think West Virginia does does steal the first part of their series against the Red Raiders. I think this is a big, um, big, big matchup for both teams. We'll be able to see both teams' weaknesses on full display. Uh, a West Virginia team that doesn't shoot very well from the perimeter against an elite Texas Tech perimeter defense and a, a Texas Tech a team that struggles to score inside and rebound versus a team that is elite at uh, rim protection and rebounding and scoring inside. So both teams' weaknesses will be highlighted in this game. It really comes down to coaches and who can really make the adjustments necessary to win this game. Yep, I, I totally agree. Um, two more games on this Saturday. We have Iowa State going into Norman to take on the Sooners. Um, I have Iowa State winning this one. I think that Halliburton is just going to be too much. Um they're averaging 80 points per game, which is the highest in the Big 12 Conference, and I don't think OU is going to be able to slow that down. Yeah, I, I had OU beating UT, but I, I think I got Iowa State uh, taking this one as their first win in Big 12 play and OU's first loss of Big 12 play. I personally think that OU's a hit-or-miss team, and so it's it's definitely um, very predictable that uh, Halliburton could have a big game against them and pull out a win. Yeah, I agree. And our last game of this Saturday uh, is going to be Kansas State at UT uh, so we think that um, I think UT is going to go in and beat Oklahoma and be one and one but you think they'll be zero and two in conference play how do you see them sparing against the currently um, winless Kansas State Wildcats I think that this is where UT gets their first win of the season um, I think that that Kansas State team is bad real bad and um, even a Shaka Smart led UT team could beat them I agree. Um, and Kansas State's offense has not looked good, um, only averaging 58 points in their Big 12 contest. So I think Kansas State uh, does lose this one. I think Texas goes to 2-1 and one on the season in Big 12 play. I, I, I have them going 1-2 and two at this point. Uh, but I've, I, I, I'm, I keep taking shots at UT, and I, I just got to say to the UT fans out there, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but we all know Rick Barnes shouldn't have done it. Why did we do it? So I, I got to be a little spicy towards them. All right. Uh, so to end off today, uh, we have three games that y'all should watch if you're into Big 12 basketball this week. Um, all of them fall on Saturday. I think those highlight Baylor-Kansas, top five matchup, can't miss. Have to watch that game. Same with Tech-West Virginia. I think that's going to be a big one. And I also think Kansas State-UT for that middle of the pack. I think those are my three to watch this week. Um, I personally, I really love Baylor, Kansas as a game. Number three versus number four. Both, if they win this game, arguably have a, a big, big chance of being number one this upcoming week in the polls, whoever takes that game. And then TTU, West Virginia, both of it need it coming off of the losses um, recently. That, and so they both need a win here uh, to really establish themselves in conference play. But I, I personally like that Iowa State-Oklahoma matchup a little bit better than the Kansas State UT. Uh, personally, because just because Halliburton uh, is a big draw and uh, that OU team's not too bad at this point in the season being 10-3. and three. So I, I would I'd pick that as a game to watch. Yeah, I like it. Uh, and with that, we've hit our time. Thanks for being with us, Colby. Um, and thanks to all you for listening. This has been Broken Backboards. Peace out.